Hello, listeners. On this episode, Raspather and I pull a couple books off our shelves of games that we have never played before, but have always wanted to. Links to the games we've discussed in this episode are included in the show notes. And this is a particularly tricky episode, because while editing, I noticed that there were some technical difficulties, shall we say? So I tried to clean it up as best I could, but uh, please bear with. Thanks. Enjoy. So, you want to hear a story, huh? <laughs> Have I got a story for you! I was over here minding my own business when suddenly. An old friend came in from out of town! Someone stole my car! There was an earthquake! A terrible flood! Who put that crab there? Crab? I didn't see any crab. Don't tell me there were two crabs. They work in pairs. You better have a damn good explanation for this. No, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Let the dice roll. Me, Banjo, and my handsome compatriot. Why, thank you. My name is Raspather. <laughs> Hello, Raspather. How are you? I'm fine. That's good. I, I get I get a little worried about that. My, my not as handsome co-host. I, I will take that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will I will accept not as handsome. That's that's perfectly acceptable. So <laughs> to update our listeners, because I'm sure they're waiting for this, tonight's episode <laughs> is brought to you by Trinity Absinthe from the Overland Distillery. <laughs> Excuse me. Tonight's not entirely sober rampage. <laughs> you know what? Overland Distillery, if for some weird reason, if you're listening, I would love a sponsor. Your absinthe is the, certainly the best one I've ever been able to find in the States. Wow. And I spent a crap ton of money on getting Century Absinthe imported. This is right up there with it and about half the price. Oh, damn. <laughs> I have two bottles, Century. I only got one of Trinity, and I am, like, so sad because I've had to make it last so long. It's like, I don't, oh. like, when will I ever go back to Colorado? When? <laughs> so, yes. Uh. We are. This is the let the dice roll. Normally, we talk about gaming, and I get a little bit loaded. Yes, uh, like and I just sit here listening him being loaded. <laughs> no, but you you participate while talking as well, right? You 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 continue the normal conversation while I go off on my rampages <laughs> or ranting, whatever the heck you want to call it. And then eventually, at some point, I realize no one's listening to that bit of it, and then I just kind of come back down. Ah, yes. And everything is well. Anyway, on last anyway, episode, yes. we kind of alluded to uh, having large quantities of books. Yes. 
Lots and, I, and lots of some books. And I hesitated at the beginning because I almost wanted to say that there was a sense of bitterness associated <laughs> with those books. But to be fair, <laughs> to be really, truly honest with yourself, Rasmuther, this is an intervention. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, no. I, I thought they were promising to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, believe me, I've already had that intervention to your turn. No, um, oh. but no, like, and and we could probably do an entire episode on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, the whole like, you are a gamer, therefore you are also a collector of things associated with gaming. <laughs> blah 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 blah. Yes, right. So, <laughs> I do books. Yes. Both you and myself have this problem. Yes. And uh, during tonight's pre-podcast discussion, I kind of said, hey, you know what would be fun? Let's talk about games we have never played. Yeah. Wouldn't that be exciting? So Very that's, exciting. That's kind of what we're going to do. Um, I have picked a single game that, that I just happen to have two supplements. Oh. It sounded like you had... Well, two. I, I kind of told you three, and I, I think I, I just... It's a supplement for one, but... Okay, that's fine. Which is fine. Whatever. Yeah. The only reason I grabbed the supplement is because it's it was literally sitting on top of it, and I'm like, what the heck? If I'm <laughs> gonna talk about this thing, I'm gonna like flip through the supplement and be like, oh, and this this part of the supplement that I've never played appears to also have blah blah blah. blah. I'm like, I honestly, honestly do not have a play point. We're just I, winging it. I I yeah, like not like we do every other episode. This is actually winging it. But no, so why don't you go first? Because you, I think you had a couple. Then I'll go. I'll, yeah. I'll, then I'll I'll take my turn. Kind of okay. Tell well, me about your first. It's uh, it's an import, like how you import your liquor sometimes books okay. from other from other countries. Well, it's a translated copy, of from course. Far away lands. Yes, semi racist from the far east. <laughs> I think I know what game you're talking. Well, no. All right, go ahead. I don't think so. I got this long after you left, but anyway, before we became different states. <laughs> okay, so before before I betrayed everybody. So this game from uh, actually from Japan called Ryutama. What? Yeah, okay, Ryutama. Right. Okay, I have. Yeah. Um. The neat thing about this game is it's you know how it's all about the journey, not about the destination. Right. This game is literally about the journey. Doesn't care what the end point is. It's always out between points A and B. Um, the neat thing about yeah, and the neat thing about this system is where normally you have your players. Players have their little characters they make. Now the interesting thing is, GM has their own character that influences the story. Whoa! Yeah, and the GM plays a dragon, and dragons in this in Ryotama universe they collect stories to become more powerful to. Uh, to uh, to grow and learn, and also give it to all that energy they've from stories they gathered. Bring it to one of the greater dragons to sustain them. I don't know if you picked this because of what I'm about to say. <laughs> um, I had I, I, I'll read your mind for half a moment if I can. Uh-huh. Um, you're probably correct. Because if anyone knows any remote of Japanese linguistics a bit, Ryu does mean dragon. Right. So, but continue your thoughts after I just interrupt your mind, after interrupting with my mind. No, 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 no. I, I wanted to hear <laughs> the half-assed version of the conspiracy that I'm about to uncover. Oh, 
Only half? Oh, okay. I, I thought you knew more, but uh, well, no, I guess I gave you too I, much credit. I, I understand the full oh, oh, okay, you understand the full thing. You're just going to... Oh, I see. think you read from my mind was only half of what I actually know, and I'm about to Oh, expose. okay, okay. Clearly to me, this game is basically a manifesto of your modus operandi. <laughs> Right? Because there are certain there are people that are listening that probably don't know that you're a dragon. Okay? Uh-huh. The game's about a yeah. dragon who collects mm-hmm. stories. You're are a dragon who tells stories. Well, who guides stories. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. The rest of us kind of play pawns in your little stories. And according to your synopsis, the dragon in this game gains power from doing such. Therefore, myself and every other one of your players has been falling into your evil, despicable trap. And you've been sapping energy from us like a psychic vampire for many years. (laughs) I, I, I am appalled by you calling me evil. I'm a good dragon, not an evil one. Listen, you've been doing this to us without our consent. <laughs> Every little plot hook and pitfall was there for our purpose. <laughs> but you can't have good stories without pitfalls you know and plot hooks. You know what? You could just take your damn science and logic and walk out the door with that. <laughs> All right, they, fine. They, this tin fo- they, they have no room in this house made of tinfoil. <laughs> Sure, sure. Just readjust your tinfoil hat, we'll continue. <laughs> now you even know that I'm wearing a tinfoil hat. What the hell? <laughs> All right, sorry. No, that's really that's a, that's a really cool story, and it's just hilarious. Like, did you did you read the whole thing, and um, then and then decide that you wanted it, or did you like buy it and then find out that it's basically the story? Well. <laughs> Well, no, when I first picked up the book, I just looked through the first few pages. When I first got a book, I kind of learned that this was a this was a book made in from Japan. It was right. originally okay. made in Japan. I was like, I was like, oh, hey, this is cool. Kind of slipped to it. So all these kind of neat little anime-looking pictures, almost like Miyazaki kind of style. Right, Miyazaki is spirited away. Spirited away, uh, Prince Mononoke. And things like that. But yeah, I felt like this is cute. And then it's like, okay, I'll buy this. I got some uh, a, a store credit from the uh, from the game store. So like, why not? I'll buy. I'll pick it up. <laughs> Just the coincidence, like seriously, is killing me. <laughs> and then of course, when I decided to start reading, it's like, oh my god, I love this game. Oh, that's a, well, I, I can't of course you do. It's a, you play a story collecting dragon named Raspathir. <laughs> That lures poor, unsuspecting victims into a, having a fun time at their at their uh, at their den, <laughs> or wherever they feel comfortable on their journey as they plot as they plot around the earth. <laughs> Sorry, too 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 soon. <laughs> well, we need players for when we actually start doing online games with other people, especially our listeners. You are absolutely correct. <laughs> And I'm going to stop teasing you about it because that really does sound like a very awesome game. <laughs> However, yes, <laughs> we seem to have that that problem that a lot of groups have is oh, this is outside of our niche. I don't know <laughs> if I want to play something that's not 
exactly Dungeons and Dragons or exactly a genre that I am absolutely familiar with <laughs> and only know how to play one type of character in. All right. But before we leave this little book, uh, Ryotama, you can actually, for the listeners out there, you can get a PDF version of a copy of the book at drivethroughrpg.com. Hashtag not sponsored, but hashtag really want to be sponsored. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine if we were actually, if we actually got an RPG, a drivethroughrpg.com sponsor? One of the, yeah. one of my favorite places to buy RPGs online. Yes. No, it really and, is. Like, oh I, yeah. I, I, no. Uh, yeah, this is reason why now my my collection has expanded beyond just the physical books. I actually have PDF books now from that and they're, like, and they're legit PDF books. Yeah, not not those pirated copies that none of us have ever purchased. <laughs> um, now there's the now RP down drive through RPG there. Now there are the rare books that are actually scanned files because the actual. Because they, the books themselves never had a PDF file for it. So they actually had to scan for the physical books. Uh, but even their scans are still good quality. Well, that's their, that's their whole bread and butter. Yeah. So that was... What game? It was Ryuki. Ryutama. Uh, for the folks at home, how you spell it is called R-Y-U-U-T-A-M-A. I think... If I can remember correctly, I think Tama does mean egg, so Dragon the egg. name of the book is called Dragon Egg. Yeah, well, my favorite Sanrio I... character is, well, yeah, favorite Sanrio character is Gude Tama. Gude is the, is the sound, basically, is effectively the sound of being lazy. Oh, okay. And Tama Egg, so that's, oh. why he, that's why he is the lead. How have you never heard of Gude Tama? Um... I pop, after you sing describing him, I've seen him, but I just never called him, heard him by his name. Yeah, that's Gudatom. Okay, he says that lethargic looking. He's, like, the, he's, the, lethar- he's the lethargic. He's the lethargic egg with the butt. Yeah. Okay. We will go into a whole. Well, I will. I will educate on the wonder of Gudatama. Um So I guess this would actually be a great time to announce that we now have a website. Oh yes, <laughs> we do. Yes, we are now at letthedicerole.com. And uh, I will make a note to myself to add the link to Ryutama yes. to the show notes for tonight's episode. Yeah, well, plus any other, plus the other books we might be discussing the rest of this episode as well. Well, maybe. I okay. don't know. Depends well, how you want to do it. Well, hold on, Slick, because the book I... Well, the, the, the game that I've never played... Oh, it is actually technically out of print at this point. Oh, oh, um, I, I, ooh, hold on. I'm trying to think from your collection what that could be. I'm not even sure. <laughs> I've even told you about this one. Would you like me to tell you what it is? Yeah, I'm curious. The game I am the game that I have brought to the table is Strontium Dog. Strontium Dog. I think I might. I, you know what? I haven't actually read the book. Um, oh, I pretty much. Well, I cry, and the reason I say that I have not read the book is because I have legit, honor, honestly not read the whole book. <laughs> okay, I pretty much. I was like, oh man, this is really cool. I flipped through it. I started reading it, and I was like, oh, by the way, um, to, in order to play this game, you need Traveler. <gasps> oh, and, and, and I'm like, and I'm like, that's yeah. that's great. I don't have Traveler. <laughs> But I have this book now called Strontium Dog. <laughs> oh, and Traveler is where in character creation you can die in character creation. Is it really? I don't remember. Yes. I don't remember. Yeah, it's when you start your character, you start 
your life path at the beginning, of course, like being born and where you are. And then, of course, you go through life events, and those life events change how your characters develop. <laughs> and anyway, and one of those life events, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so, so some background, right? So yeah. I am a humongous fan of Mong- Mongoose Publishing. I would also love to be a sponsor, but <laughs> no sponsorship is needed because at this point, pretty much any RPG that you print, I will buy. <laughs> yeah. The only reason I haven't bought Traveler is because I'm looking for the winter holiday. Ah. <sighs> uh... Plus, whatever. Anyway, so, and don't go thinking about buying. Don't buy it for me. It's too expensive. <laughs> um, so oh, basically, Mongoose, who published my favorite game in the whole world that I have yet to play the new edition of, is Paranoia, basically had a going out of licensing sale. Oh. So they were losing the licensing on a whole bunch of old traveler supplements. They still own the rights to Traveler, the new Traveler. Uh-huh. And I don't remember what the licensing they were losing was, but Strontium Dog was one of them. And I'm like, OMG, because, you know, like the whole, uh, what was it, the 777 or thing back in college where it was like, hey, Oh, the devil every, made me do it so. The devil made me do it so. I was like, hey, buy every single out-of-print White Wolf book for like $6.66 and I yeah. like 150 bucks. It was kind of <laughs> one of those. It was like, hey, everything's like 40 or 50% off. Why not? Um, yeah. And like the only thing that really struck me was this thing called Strontium Dog, which was <laughs> basically uh bounty hunting in the in the the current distant future oh and it looked amazing like i'm telling you it's got a nice hard cover it's got like this kind of spacey semi cartoon well the t- the title is very cartoonishly done okay uh, and by the way i don't remember I, so remember how i said that's it I read enough of the book to know that it was Required Traveler. Uh-huh. It's on the back cover. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was nowhere on the product page itself, but it's on, emblazoned in big led, red letters on the back cover. Hey, by the way, dummy, you need Traveler to play this. <laughs> So the back cover says, the year is 2182. The Atomic War of 2150 created mutants through the fallout of Strontium-90, which is radioactive. Uh, Hated and despised by other humans, mutants are forbidden to own property or hold jobs. Only one occupation is open to them. Only one way out of the slums and ghettos to join the search to to join the search and destroy agency to roam the galaxy hunting down criminals and fugitives fleeing and the ineffective justice systems of hundreds of different worlds and systems to become a bounty hunter feared and loathed by all to become a strontium dog i'm like i read that and i was dumb i was flabbergasted i love i need absolutely need this game in my life it's 40% off. Like, I'm buying the core manual and the supplement, uh, which is called Bounties and Warrants. 
<laughs> I think I flipped through Bounties and Warrants. Yeah, so it's kind of like a mission book. Like, oh, yeah, here's okay. a book. Like, like, here's a bunch of bad guys to go after, and here's, like, missions and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, but again, it was like, I think I actually, I might have actually cracked open the book and then read the pack cover. I was like, holy heck, what, oh. kind, of, what kind of die system does he use? Oh, look, it's kind of like a whole bunch of things. You know, like, it's a mixed, <laughs> it's like 1d6. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of d6s on that table. Oh, jeez. There's a d6. What the heck is a D60? Uh, a D6 and a D10. Oh, no, D6 and a D6, I think. Yes, it's two sixes, so column one is one six. Okay, yeah. That's cool. So, it, I guess it's mostly, I guess Traveler is mostly D6, which I've never played, by the way. So, I guess I can <laughs> technically count Traveler. Yeah. But I, I'm like, oh, man, we could literally, we could <laughs> literally recreate scenes from Cowboy Bebop with this game. Yeah. Actually, hold on. Didn't you kickstart the new edition of Traveler? No. Oh, I thought no, you did. No, that's a whole different... That's a whole, whole different story. Um, okay. For another time, I would resume. No. Well, we could, I could go over it quickly. Okay. So what happened was, I kickstarted Paranoia and everything yeah. Paranoia related. Yes. Right? Because we both did that, yeah. Right. Well, there not everything related, was, but we both kickstarted. We both, uh-huh. we, you, you kickstarted Paranoia Box, and I kickstarted yeah. literally everything else at this point. Okay. Yeah. So I kickstarted that, and at the same time, they were also running a Traveler Kickstarter. I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Maybe one of these oh, days. Oh, okay. Maybe one of these days I'll get Traveler. Um, you know, hey, I have the Strontium Dog. Th- no, I think I bought Strontium Dog after. Whatever. Point is, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I, I don't have the Kickstarter core rules and the Kickstarter. I believe the Kickstarter running during Paranoia was for the Great Rift mission, which was a very pricey Kickstarter. Okay. Let me tell you. Um, it, they wanted a bunch of money for it because it's it's a massive boxed supplement. <laughs> it's not the core rules or anything. It's a, it's a supplement onto itself, and Damn. it weighs... It's probably a a thousand or more pages it's like a thousand or more pages across a whole bunch of books like it's a campaign that will probably last you oh geez anyway so that was going on at the same time as the the second supplement for paranoia was coming out and i told okay. you to keep this yeah. I thought that I had uh, kickstarted the yellow box, the black box, the yellow clearance black box blues. Y B B B B. Yellow clearance <laughs> black box blues, which is literally sitting next to me. <laughs> In the print copy, I had not. Oh, okay. I screwed up and only got the digital copy. Dumbass. Because uh... I wanted the print copy. I wanted the print copy, and for whatever reason, I didn't do it. Um, And so I'm like, and they basically made the announcement like, hey, okay, all the all the copies are out. You know, just, you know, if there's an issue, let us know. And I'm like, hey, I don't remember seeing mine. Would you, you know, here's here's my address. Would you mind taking, <laughs> taking a look, right? Like figuring, uh-huh. hey, maybe I screwed up or something. And then they sent me and then I'm like, okay, whatever, right? I figured they were they were checking it out. 
doing their thing. Uh-huh. And then, like, uh, a couple days later, it wasn't very long, and I was so impressed considering the Mongoose is in, freak- in the freaking UK. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a small publishing company in the UK, and their service has been amazing, um, <laughs> despite what people on Kickstarter want you to believe. <laughs> Um, like, so they sent me this box, I'm like, oh my god, this thing is heavy as heck, what is going on here? And, like, by the time I got home and opened it up, and it's like, all this, this giant pile of traveler stuff, like, for the Great Rift, I'm like, what the heck is going on? I'm like, I didn't, oh, something got, you know, something got, wires got crossed, (laughs) I looked into it, I'm like, oh my god, I'm such an asshole, I didn't even like buy the yellow clearance black box blues print edition. And I'm like, oh my god, Mr. Sprange, I am so, so sorry. Please let me send, let me send this back to you at my cost. I promise I will buy the yellow clearance black box blues. I, I fed up. (laughs) He sends me an email like an hour later. No, that's, don't worry, keep it. That was it. No question. I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Oh, thank you, thank you. Like begging at his feet, raising this man for like this essentially like the bucks. Like, yeah, I can never Damn. ever <laughs> like repay this humongous favor. <laughs> Which is why I well. will gladly buy every mongoose product, every traveler and paranoia product from here on. <laughs> Like, no sponsorship needed. You will take my money. <laughs> you will Forever take, dedicated. You will take my money until this debt is repaid. <laughs> so that's basically how I ended up with not not one, but two sets of Traveler books without having any of the freaking core rules. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yes, at some point we will be playing Traveler and we will be enjoying this wonderful content. Yes. And podcasting we'll... about it and telling everyone to go buy their copy. Yes. All right. That works. I definitely wouldn't mind playing Traveler, even though sci-fi is not my best thing, but I'll definitely play it. <laughs> Listen, we don't play Traveler. Actually, you know what, you know what we could do? Mm-hmm. We can play Strontium Dog Requires Traveler in the Great Rift. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Sci-fi is not your bag. Is hunting down bad guys like your like your Spike? What's his face from Cowboy Bebop? Well, no, I'm not saying I. It's like I don't totally hate sci-fi. I I will play it because it will be a game to play. Okay, that's so. Like I'll play any game that's out there, no matter what it is. If I let you be a space dragon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, sorry, we're getting we're getting way off top. All right, so yes. We're talking again. Well, it's still a topic, which I was, that's something that we haven't, so that you have. Oh, right. I was more hoping. Yeah. Okay. Well. So we again. So getting back on track, we were trying to talk about games that we have we own but have uh, never played. Yes. All right. So. Oh yeah. Basically, what you had was just the uh, game and the supplement, basically, right? Okay. I have the game and the mission book, which I think are the only things that have come out for Strontium Dog. Okay. But again, like the fact you're basically playing, you're literally playing a space mutant bounty hunter traveling around the universe, um, because that's literally the only job you're allowed to do. <laughs> that's like, to me, that just sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, I, 
So, yeah, like, we went from dragons telling stories and GMs being able to play dragons telling stories <laughs> to, hey, you want to be a space mutant bounty hunter and shoot a bunch of stuff? That's cool. Oh, don't get me wrong. My second game, the second game that I have is even better. Oh, okay. So what, 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 so, else, what else did you bring to the table? All right. So well, I'll bring the other one to the table right now is a game called The Burning Wheel. Burn. The Burning Wheel. Um, basically, The Burning Wheel, the, the edition I have is called The Burning Wheel, the fantasy role-playing game system, the gold edition. So <laughs> oh, oh, let oh. me just... Already, you've kind of you've kind of started losing. Burning wheel, fantasy role playing, role playing gold, system, gold edition. Gold edition. Wow. Yes. So, all right. So. Let me describe the book cover to you first. Oh, okay. Christ. So, when I first found this book, of course, at a gaming store, it's uh, the only time you see, the only thing you see was the spine. Of course, you, you see the spine. Normal. And I look yeah. at the spine, uh-huh. and of course you see this bold white text with a gold floral with gold floral and red trim pattern on the spine. And it's like, yeah. huh. My first thought was, this looks like one of those uh, books, one of like the regular standard fantasy novels you'd find those hardcover, uh, those hardcover books. Right. It's okay. like, oh, this looks like it was like. I was kind of like a put back for half a second because you don't normally see fantasy books in our in, in gaming stores, but this one does have a few, but they're mostly paperbacks. Right. Well, it makes but sense. But not really a hardbound one. Not usually. To me, that kind of actually that, that, that's actually probably an, an undertapped market because the folks yeah, that are into role playing yeah. and fantasy are probably willing to buy to buy the novels but okay go ahead yeah true okay yeah i I looked okay this sounds like a book that you would find back in like the late 70s early 80s how those like it looks that kind of like dated look cover that some like some published company would think would be this would be a cool cover for some fancy novel i have to to look this um the burning yeah just yeah put the burning wheel gold edition yeah because the 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 regular edition is kind of brown oh yeah yeah see what it's pretty (laughs) wow yeah you see what i'm saying (laughs) <laughs> That's actually really cool. Yeah. I mean, it's not... It's a darker gold. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, like, it's like doing uh, henna on a on an old, older gold cover. God, yes. Sorry, there we go. Okay. Like so, all right. Yeah, I look at the book. It's like, oh, this is cool. It's hardbound. And it's a thick, like a regular si- uh, size fancy novel. That is like, okay. I was like, it's like, then it's like, oh. This is not a fancy novel. This is <laughs> it it, this is this is a gaming system. <laughs> because let me look at this. This is about a six hundred page book. Oh, yeah. Um. But the system itself actually is contained in only in the first eighty pages of how the system works and everything. What? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the first eighty pages is the system plus character creation. What? The last what? few hundred pages is uh. Story, equipment, spells, magic, and all that stuff. <laughs> I'm sorry, so it's like... And, oh, also history of the uh, history of the world of the Burning Wheel. So the of entire- all the races of, like, humans, elves, dwarves, orcs. Like, everything you need to know. And all that fun stuff. Everything you need to know, system to character creation, is 
not even a hundred pages. Uh, the system is... itself is pretty simple. It's a uh, a pool of d sixes. Okay, right, but like, and you said the it's just like a four hundred page book or six hundred page book. That means there's oh. five hundred and twenty, basically five hundred and twenty pages. A miniature black hole opened up and sucked the recording equipment in for half a moment. <laughs> this def- this is definitely one of those moments of ba- why banjo why because you know <laughs> I'm sure I did something wrong. All right, so that's the story we're gonna tell everybody. Yes. <laughs> okay. Where was I? Oh, yes. I was talking about the system a little bit, I think. Right. It's D6s and stuff like that. It's a pool of D6s. Um, the standard the standard success is like a 6 or better. Not a 6 or better. Gee. A 4 or better is the success. But the neat thing about the system is with your attributes, they can be... The, your attributes have shades. Starting with black, going to gray, then white. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, black is, uh, with an attribute that has a shade of black, is to get a success on one of those dice, is basically have to get a four or better. If you have a shade of gray in your, in your attribute, you have to get a three or better on the roll for a success. And if you have a shade of white in the attribute, it's a two or better for a success. Alright, let me, let me, let me go ahead and stop you there. Like, it sounds colorful, like, literally. (laughs) Yeah. But... Which is kind of, but anyway, it's 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 for my particular style of game. Uh huh. It seems a bit over. Uh, it seems a bit too much. I'm like, there's. I'm, I wish I could. I wish I could uh, fluff it up, powder coat it, something. I don't know. It like it's it's cool. Don't get me wrong. Like, oh yeah. It's very hackmastery. Well, it's indie. a lot to read to, definitely. Right. Like, I personally feel as though mm-hmm. I would have to have a table or a cheat sheet that said, oh, I rolled a slightly mauve on that one. <laughs> well, there's only three shades, so that's nothing more to worry uh, about. Okay, fine, fair. <laughs> um, but the crowning, the, the real thing I like about this system is, Instead of experience points, um, when you for any skills you have when you roll them, you ha- uh, to level up a skill you have to check mark you have to check off what type of tasks you are able to complete with it, like uh, routine, oh, really? challenging tasks. Oh, so okay. the more you use a skill, of course, you'll level up faster for skills that you don't compared to skills that you don't use. Okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that's the one thing I like about the. This is neat about this system. I want to try out one of these days, but I'm still really reading the book. But I'm rereading the book again recently. That's why it made me think about this one, particularly when I mean, this topic arrived uh, arose. I mean, listen, I'll 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 try anything once. Yeah, but like the whole like the whole success win, like the whole success condition kind of throws me a bit. Uh-huh. It sounds cool. Oh yeah, but I'm 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 a you know I'm a big fat dumb guy. I, I kind of like my hey I gotta <laughs> say hey what's my target number? Wow. Oh my target number is six. Hey I have like four of them. Did I win? Cool. <laughs> well, the nice thing is most of your stats are going to be a shade. It's going to be the black. Only very few stats are going to have a shade look than a girl. So or high, whatever. But yeah, so it's not right. going to it's not going to be that hard in the end. But but for knowing the rules for your own character, well, you don't have to remember everyone's rules. You just have to know the stuff for your, yeah. which kind of makes it helpful. But yeah, I can see it can be a oh. it can be a slightly challenging game. But oh. I think once something gets full fledged through it, this can be an interesting system to play. 
No, for sure, for sure. Uh, I mean, oh it, yeah. It, again, it seems like a very involved system or very. Oh yeah. Deep. It's a deep system yes. for folks that that are into. Oh yeah. This kind of reminds me. If you ever want to play a game that's actually like the Lord of the Rings or like yes. Dragon Riders of Pern, that those <laughs> deep storytelling type of things, this seems to be the system of system of choice. It's always dragons. With- Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine if you about foxes, you would be your cup of tea. Why? Why would you like to talk about... Um, oh God, what the hell is that RPG? Uh, the furry one. You know what I'm talking about, right? I'm thinking of two things that you might be talking about. Iron Claw. Okay. Because it was Iron Claw. Iron Claw and Jade Claw. No. Yes. <laughs> First of all, no. Second of all, if you're a furry and you want to play an RPG, look up Iron Claw, and Jade Claw is the Asian variant. Yes. I actually have a new, I actually have a copy of the newer edition of Iron Claw. (laughs) They made a new edition? Good for them. Yeah. Uh, I had a, I bought a copy because it looked interesting. It was like, hey, look, it's a furry RPG. And then I got, I was like, okay, great, cool. (laughs) And then I I don't, I don't, I, I personally, I no longer own that. Oh, I don't remember who has it. I don't need to remember who has it. That's uh, perfectly sure, fine. I'm sure it's in. Oh yeah, I would. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So no. <laughs> if you find a game about foxes, I will be like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> find me. Find me a game about like shooting stuff. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Find me a game where I get to be a mutant bounty hunter. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, moving on. Okay. Um, so I've done two books. You've done one, and apparently I, my next one is going to be pretty quick. Okay. I would like to tell you about Paul. <gasps> oh, that book. <laughs> yeah, you remember that book? Yeah. <laughs> that is probably the second smallest RPG that I have. I think like the whole core rules are like 40, 50 pages, something like that. I mean, they're full-size pages. Oh, uh, yeah. Full-size RPG pages, but Hall is short for Human Occupied Landfill. <laughs> like, I'm not even... I pretty much bought the book and its supplement guide at our local brick-and-mortar gaming store at the time. Probably all said and done for, like, 15 bucks, 20 bucks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look, apparently it was a White Wolf game. Well, it was Black Dog Game Factory, which is a subsidiary of White Wolf. <laughs> but yeah. I read the cover, I'm like, this is amazing, because <laughs> it's literally called Human Occupied Landfill. Like, the whole premise is that you're playing a character on a moon, I believe. Um, it's, you play, you're playing on a moon. Uh, according to Wikipedia, it was published in 1994. You play on a moon or a planetoid that is literally Galaxy's local landfill. <laughs> um, yeah. I think it's a D6 system <laughs> um the entire like the entire book is is in this really odd font it's almost like it was handwritten with a very leaky pen <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are places where it gets hard to read and there's just tables everywhere <laughs> the whole book is about <laughs> as well organized as a human occupied landfill would expect yeah um, yeah, the planet Hall, which is located outside of the galaxy because it's a giant landfill, 
Uh, I'm just reading off of Wikipedia. It's a penal colony for the scum of the galaxy, as seen in the eyes of Cow, the Confederation of Worlds, which is the ruling, <laughs> which is the ruling body of the government territories. Now, like, I think you're getting the point. This is a this game is basically a joke, yeah. right? It's either a political, it's either like a political statement or just an absolute joke. And given that it's Black Dog, I'm pretty sure joke. <laughs> Um, because the supplement game is called Buttery Wholesomeness. <laughs> and I have that too because it was, it came with, it was Hall Universe. And I'm like, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna buy Hall, I'm gonna buy Whole Hog. I want Buttery Wholesomeness <laughs> to go right with it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Hall Rulebook does not provide, apparently, according to Wikipedia, the Hall Rulebook does not provide a system of character generation. <laughs> oh, jeez. Instead, it offers a set of pre-generated characters, including a young boy with an oversized plasma gun whose survival is completely inexplicable. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, this is so horrifying, because apparently the other one of the other characters are a pedophile priest. Oh, God. Uh, we're going to get some shit for that one. Uh... This is the game... Not me, okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, a gamer geek, Elvis Presley, and parodies of two Marvel comic heroes, Silver Surfer and Incredible Hulk. I think <laughs> because there's no system for character generation, I think at some point I might actually like take the time to like come up with a character generation system for Hulk. <laughs> Oh wait, never mind. I take that back. Because in the next, par literally the next paragraph, it's the buttery wholesomeness supplement provides the rules for new for creating new characters of the player's own design. All right. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Fuck you, 1995. Because that's that's uh, 1995 was when buttery holes came, and apparently they actually made a second edition in 2002. <laughs> oh wow. Good for them, because, my God, who can live without Hall? <laughs> wow. All right. So, and on that horrifying note. <laughs> well, Tim, okay, listen. It, Hall is a planet, is a landfill planet, penal colony, which means that the bad guys, probably the ones that you catch in Strontium Dog, are dumped on the planet and <laughs> left to their own f***ing <laughs> devices. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Hell, if you really want, I will write a fuck. I will write a strontium dog story where you go into the into the great rift of traveler and somehow end up on a hall. <laughs> there will be more buttery wholesomeness than you can handle. Oh, jeez. <laughs> there will be no pedophile priests because that's wrong. I I'm opposed to that. <laughs> Uh, Although it's funny because it's like including a young boy, like the character, like the pre-gen character was like including a young boy with an oversized plasma gun whose survival is completely inexplicable. I'm pretty sure, and I'm going out on a limb here. If he had, if this boy has an oversized plasma gun, I think that might actually explain his survival. Could be wrong. Could be wrong. <laughs> but I'm. All right, so that was Hall. That was Hall. That was Hall. All right, what do you got? <laughs> All right, so next thing what I have in my hands for a game called Amp Year One. Amp, well, the supplement I have in my hands is Amp Year, is year Three. Okay. Amp. Amp is basically a superhero RPG. Mm -hmm. uh, Thank you, the style. Yeah, superhero RPG. And think closely into the style of how X-Men came to be. You play a character who is, as the world's called, is an amp. Basically, a mutant that has 
abilities that can be like throwing plasma projectiles, growing spines, mm. super strength, flying, nightmare control, <laughs> and <laughs> all Kate can caboodle. You had me. Um, <laughs> you mean, um, and I have when I I bought the fir- I, I bought the first book, loved it actually. And the nice thing is, I kickstarted. Uh, I backed both year two and year three. Oh, really? Uh, right now, they're currently <laughs> on to awesome. year four. Uh, and the neat thing about what the author of the system is, year one is actually the origin of, basically, origin of how all the heroes came to be. Oh, nice. So, year one, the world does not know about amps. Uh, they're like a secret thing. It's kind of a murmur. And then you can actually, as you pl- if you want to, you can play through the campaign and actually through the first year <laughs> as the populace slowly learns about amps. Oh, weird. Until at the end of the year, something big happens, the amps are revealed. Nice. And then year two continues that situation where the, everyone knows about amps, and there's now a force of regular people. They are trying to hunt down amps, and there's rules and supple and rules in that second year to create characters that hunt amps. Oh lord! Oh, and year three adds like a whole new twist to some amps are just are becoming monstrous and inhuman, and they're becoming uncontrollable. And then, if I can remember, year four. Uh, uh-huh. They actually start heading off to space. What? And there's this ex- galactical federation that's trying to take over Earth. What? And it's amps and all these people trying to save it. So it's like literally playing a comic book. Good God, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that's something that's kind of like huh. a long-term game that actually someone just play through the amp years. Right. Well, yeah, that's that's cool, though, that you can kind of yeah. they, they give you the option. Oh, yeah. To like let your character evolve through the various through the various stages of their life, yeah, and through the stages of the universe, nice uh, of their uh, of the in-game universe, yeah. Nice. That's- so yeah, this that it's a very neat little system and all that fun stuff. Uh, and this is from uh, actually a public called Third Eye Games. Yeah, I'll have to to keep an eye. Yeah, think think. I know because we, I had that, I... we had that little glitch. I think that just about brings us to the end of the end yeah. Of this episode. And and I will say, <laughs> in final thoughts, <laughs> just just a, just just an observation, and I'm sure other people are going to make this observation. What I you bring to the table games of peace and light. Okay, fine. There was I had a, I had a conspiracy thought about the one, but you know your your games are like very interesting and gr- about growth and everything, and my games are about literally the human, the scum of the universe. Yes, it's fine time for the listeners to know that I'm the good one and I hope for the world, and you're the one who's so pessimistic about the world and everything is dark, grim. Bloody. No, that's not. That is absolutely not true. I am just a sarcastic. I'm a cynical, sarcastic ass. <laughs> oh my god. Listen, listen. I've played game. I've played and run games that are goofy and fun. Paranoia is goofy and fun. Okay, fine. Technically, technically, <laughs> it's an alpha complex, which is may or may not be post-apocalyptic. 
It's post some some event that brought everybody to Alpha Complex to live there for 214 <laughs> <laughs> More than 214 cycles, not that a friend computer will tell you otherwise. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> all right. All right, listeners, on that note, I've been Bando. And I'm Rush there, and that should be <laughs> it for this lovely episode number seven, this was? <laughs> we're on oh, this six. Oh, we're on six. I'm ahead of myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me go back to the future where I belong. You're pre-planning. You're pre- pre-planning. Anyway, if you'd like to give us your input on games that you've never played but have purchased, please give us a ra- you know, give us a buzz. We're ma- uh, <laughs> Raspither and I are both on Mastodon. Yep. I am at banjofox at e-l-e-k-k dot x-y-z and I am at the uh, raspithair dot e-l-e-k-k dot x-y-z I believe that sounded okay but if you can't remember that we now have a new (laughs) website yes Uh, so you can always just head over on there click on Hosts, click on the host tab to find their contact information. We'll see you on the internet. Yep. Alrighty, folks.